Welcome to Journey Elgin of Elgin, Texas, where we are living life in Christ, impacting His kingdom. Our service times are Sundays at 9 a.m., followed by a second service at 10.45 a.m. Today's message is Expressing Emotion Toward God. Here's Pastor Philip Thomas. Kind of the, the life of a preacher is kind of is interesting because you realize that you get in certain patterns and routines and you have to because Sunday comes like every three days as a pastor. It's like all of a sudden you're realizing, oh man, I've got to preach again. You know, and, and I need to at least have something to preach about. You know, usually you can only have so many uh, silent services a year before people start to question what you're doing. And, uh, and it was interesting because last week, uh, Wes uh, came and talked about the children's ministry, and we're just really proud of him and all that he's doing. But it really threw me off my routine. So I had like 14 days to prepare. And this week I was like, oh, my gosh, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, it was one of those weird things because I, I have a couple things, uh, series and stuff that I've been working on, but I realized that next week, and by the way, this is a public service announcement, next week is Mother's Day. All right, so for any of y'all, you don't have to look surprised or anything like that, but just take that to heart. And I will say that Mother's Day is a, is a really tough one for guys. I, I don't want to just, you know, try to bring sympathy, but, you know, it should be that we only are responsible for our mom. But when you have kids, you know, you know what, I'm actually responsible for my kids to make sure they celebrate Mother's Day. And, uh, and so just be aware of that. And uh, my girls, thankfully, you know, they're getting older and they have ideas and stuff. Here's some of the things that I want to do. And that's really good, but I get here some of the ideas. And I'm like, well, you're going to have to get a job to make that happen, you know. <laughs> and uh, so, but, uh, but so next week is Mother's Day. So I didn't want this kind of awkward start a series and then wait and then uh, reboot again. So, so I, I'm going to talk a little bit about something that I've been doing this year. Uh, a little bit more, and I've talked some about this, but I've really been looking at the Psalms more, and looking at, and using the Psalms, and it's, it's interesting because obviously all of Scripture is important, right, but we all have those areas of Scripture that many times we, we focus on and we lean on. I know that all through uh, seminary, most of the Scriptures that you focused on were kind of the beginning part of the Old Testament, and then the, uh, of course, the Gospels, and then Paul's letters. Right, that was where you were focused because that's kind of gives us the the morals. The here are the things that you do. Here's here's how you do church. You know, all those things. All of that, by the way, is very important. I mean, those are those are important things. The Psalms sometimes kind of get skipped over. Now. If you start listening to music and listening to, you know, a lot of the praise and worship music, a lot of hymns and things, they're obviously coming from the Psalms. Um, but but I, I found myself that that wasn't a place that I would just go and read. Man, there's something really valuable to the Psalms. And here's, here's why I think this is important for us today. We live in a, in a time... And, uh, and I think it's always been this way to, to some degree. But we are, we are in a, a hyper-emotional time right now um, where 
People, we are pushed to be emotional about whatever it is, <laughs> right? And in fact, the way that you show that you're passionate about something or that something is important to you is that you should be overly emotional about it, right? You, you just watch, either turn on ESPN, when sports you see it, turn on, I, I can't even recommend that you turn on 24-hour news, but if you want to, you turn on a news station, or, you know, one of the, uh, in any of them. And what they'll be doing is they'll be debating a topic. And there'll be people that are probably taking different points on that. And basically it becomes who can be more emotionally passionate about that topic. And a lot of times if you're good at emotion, then you can shut down conversation. Right? Because you become so emotional. It's like, oh man, I can't even, I can't, there's no way to even talk about what the real issue is. Because all of a sudden we've put emotion ahead of everything. And I think it's important for us to, to know that too much of a good thing can always be, can turn bad, right? That's what the, uh, uh, I would say, like my grandparents, I can remember them saying things like that. Um, I can remember people in, in the church whenever I grew up, you know, that they would say that phrase, hey, too much of a good thing, you know, and you knew exactly what that meant, right? Or everything in moderation, you know, I, I didn't even know what moderation was, but I knew what that phrase meant, right? That everything should be taken into moderation. Well, I, I believe that's, there's a whole lot of truth in that. And emotion, we've kind of allowed it to start taking over. <laughs> and one of the things that the Psalms does is that they elicit that emotional response within us. But they do it in a healthy way. Because what's happening in our culture, unfortunately, is we have all of this emotion that's driven by, by where we are in life, and whether it's good or bad, right? And we're kind of pouring this emotion out into society, and we're receiving no answers in return. And so when you pour out emotions on something, and then you don't receive any thing in return, you don't see, receive any comfort, any answer, any resolution, man, that can become a very dangerous place, right? And I think we see this, you know, and this has happened in our country before, but we've had times where, the, where we have protests in our country, right? Things are emotional. And then there's times where it's not. Well, right now, over the last few years, we've had more protests, right? We, we can all see that. And you can see the emotion in those, and it doesn't matter which side you are, there's, there's emotion in that. The problem with that is that all that emotion is going, and then when people are honest with them, the, themselves and they say, you know what, nothing's really changing, right? Because nothing really can change a lot of times because sometimes the emotion, you're just protesting on emotion. And then so nothing's happening in return, and you can become very embittered and disenfranchised and depressed very quickly whenever your emotion is not used in, a, in the right way. One thing that the Psalms does that I think is so valuable is that it acknowledges the emotion within us, that we are emotional beings, and that's okay, right? But yet, we don't need to be driven by emotion. We don't need to let our emotion start to consume us. 
And so what you see in the Psalms is you see emotional people, people who are in very deep, dark places or sometimes very high places. But yet they're pouring out that emotion to one who can give answers. They're pouring out that emotion to God. And so the Psalms, all, nearly all of them, they start off with, with someone pouring out their emotion to God and then God bringing it back and bringing them back to him. So where their emotion is kind of rewarded, if you will, it actually, their emotion actually brings them closer to God rather than pushes them to an unhealthy place. Where a lot of times in the emotional nature of our society, the more emotional we are, actually the unhealthier we're becoming because we're not, we're not receiving any answers. But the Psalms do something different. And so one of the things that I've started doing is I've started reading Psalms in a very simple way. Um, and, and one of the first things, I, I just handed out some of these little cards. They're just really simple. But they're just some basic thoughts that I think can really help us. Um, I think the Psalms can be a wonderful tool for us in our relationship with Christ. Of, because it, it does touch and hit on that emotional level. So whenever I read the Psalms, I think, first, what's the main theme? What do we see through this? And you, nearly, you can nearly pick it out uh, on all the Psalms pretty easily. Sometimes not so much, but usually it's pretty easy. There's kind of a general theme. It may be depression, that the person is clearly depressed. It may be anger. It may be joy. You know, there's some different overall themes. And then I'll go through the Psalm. And I'll just look for what are some of the basic truths that are there. That the psalm is talking about God. And I'm not talking about getting in depth. In fact, sometimes there'll be, you know, phrases and stuff. I'm like, you know, I, I don't really know what that's talking about. I'll just move on to the next. Because a lot of times there's cultural things. And we're like, I have no idea what they're talking about. I mean, there's, and there's some psalms that become very violent. Right? And you're like, man, they're wishing for... People, all the, the, the men, women, and children all to be wiped out. Ah, you know, it's like, yeah, that, there were cultural things going on there, right? And, uh, and so, so you, you understand that, but there's, there are going to be basic truths. But then the most important thing, I think, is to start looking at it as, okay, how do those truths, how does that apply to my life? How can I actually live this out? You know, because, and, and as we read Psalms, it is so important for us to remember, this is, these are written by humans who are full of emotion. And they're not writing these Psalms in order to instruct us how to live. They're writing these Psalms because they are pouring their heart out to God. And they're, they're crying out, God, I need help. Or I'm praising you or whatever. And the psalm is kind of that whole conversation that they're having with God. One of my favorite psalms, and I know I've, I've mentioned this one before, but it's becoming one of my favorite psalms. And I just keep finding myself going back to it. It's Psalm 16. And so what we're going to do today is we're just going to simply go through this, this psalm. And we're just going to allow God to speak to us through it. And I think there's... There's a whole lot that this psalm says. So Psalm 16, you can uh, pay attention up on the, the screen. And so I'm just going to read through it, and then, the, then we'll break it down a little bit. Psalm 16 says, Keep me safe, O God. 
For in you I take refuge. I said to the Lord, you are my Lord. Apart from you I have no good thing. As for the saints who are in the land, they are the glorious ones in whom is all my delight. The sorrows of those who will increase who run after other gods. I will not pour out their libations of blood or take up their name on my lips. Lord, you have assigned me my portion and my cup. You have made my lot secure. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. I will praise the Lord who counsels me. Even at night, my heart instructs me. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body also will rest secure because you will not abandon me to the grave, nor will you let your Holy One see decay. You have made known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. So I look at that psalm. I say, okay, what's the point of this? What's the theme that we see? And usually you can tell by reading the first couple of verses and then the last couple of verses. This one starts off, keep me safe, O God, for in you I find refuge. It's someone who... As he's writing this, as David is writing this, he's probably not necessarily in a safe place. Why are you saying, asking God for safety if you don't feel safe, right? That's why he's doing it. And so, but then as the psalm moves on, and at the end, what does it talk about? It talks about, you have made known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. So the theme of the psalm is finding joy even in unsafe places, right? Finding fullness in God, even as, you, as your world may be collapsing, right? And that's what we see. So that's, we kind of see that as a general theme. And then, and then we just go through it, just start reading. It says, keep me safe, O God, for in you I take refuge. You know, sometimes we have to be careful in how we read the Bible, Sometimes we read the Bible as, uh, I'll explain this, as Holy Scripture. And so we read it as a, kind of an instruction book to us. Like it's a list of rules of here's what you need to do, here's what you don't need to do. And there are aspects of that in the Bible. I'm not saying that there's not. But the problem is, is when we have that kind of mindset that I'm just reading this so that the, the words will tell me what to do. And when we apply that to Psalms, we miss the heart of those psalms. We need to know that the person who wrote this, that David wrote this, he's writing from a vulnerable place. He's not feeling safe, right? He's not writing in his ivory tower somewhere, you know, all those poor people that are in unsafe places, here's what they should do, right? Not that that couldn't be helpful from someone who is wise and gives good advice, but man, there's something different whenever you know and you read it as the person himself is struggling, right? They, they understand where you are. And so he says, keep me safe, O God, for in you I take refuge. I love that word refuge. Refuge, it's, it's a military, it's used in, in terms of military stuff. It's a safe place even in the field of battle, right? It was where you could be safe. And so he's crying out that that's who God is. God is our refuge. That's where we find safety. That's a powerful truth. That no matter where you are, no matter what's going on in your life, that you find safety in God. I said to the Lord, you are my Lord. Apart from you, I have no good thing. Do we think about that? Do we think about 
that the good things that we have in our life, which all of us are seeking for that, right? We're all seeking for goodness and to have good things, that that is found in the Lord. And man, David writing this, you know that he's sitting there thinking about those times in his life that were not good. And he's realizing, you know what, I was apart from the Lord. You know, sometimes we can look at our lives, and whenever our lives seem just so out of, out of whack that things just aren't going right, and maybe it's because we're apart from the Lord. You know, and it doesn't always have to be that it's bad things that are happening. Sometimes life can be going pretty good, but we still just feel, man, something just doesn't feel right. You know what? Maybe it's because we're being apart from the Lord. Then he goes, as for the saints who are in the land, they are the glorious ones in whom is all my delight. That he, he, he takes joy in the people of God. And then this, was, this is one of those that we don't use too much anymore. The sorrows of those will increase who run after other gods. I will not pour out their libations of blood or take up the names on my lips. Right? That's one of those we read that, libations of blood, what, you know, what in the world? And that, that's simply, I mean, that's literally pouring out blood like from a pitcher, pouring out libations of blood. That's what many of the pagan uh, uh, rituals and pagan religions would do. That's how you would honor those gods. And so here he is, he's showing, and again, remembering, this is coming from a guy who is very human and is very emotional. He's probably been tempted to go after other gods. He's been, he's fought that. Maybe he's even done it to a certain extent, right? That he's tried to do that, but he realizes, no, that does, that gets you nowhere. So I will not do that. I will start to think, what God am I following? Now, most of us in here probably are not, whenever we're having a bad week, start pouring out pitchers of blood on things, right? But guess what? All of us in here do run after other gods, right? We run after other things to find safety, to find joy. We will, because all of a sudden, whenever we, we're not feeling safe, when we're not feeling joyful, we start looking around saying, okay, what do I need to do? And the world is going to give you a lot of answers, and they're not the ones that will bring it. And so, you know, we need to remember that it is only in Christ, it is only in God, that we will find what we're looking for. We don't run after other gods. And it says, Lord, you have assigned me my portion and my cup. You have made my lot secure. Oh, man, how important is that? Lord, you have assigned me my portion and my cup. In other words, God knows what you're going through right now. Right? And I don't, I don't necessarily, this doesn't always mean that God has caused whatever you're doing. But God knows, and maybe it is. Maybe God is working in your life. But whatever you're going through, whatever your portion is, whatever cup you're, you're enduring, God knows. He knows what you're going through. He says, but yet you have made my lot secure. Man, isn't that, that is such an important truth to know. That no matter what you may be going through, that God is there, and he is going to secure you through that. You know, and I think it's so important here. It doesn't say that he's removed your cup or your portion. Nothing's changed. 
right? You're still maybe in an unsafe place, but you can find security in him. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. I love the imagery here. You have these boundary lines, right? That this is, this is where you should be living your life, is in between these lines. And so David is saying, you know what? The boundary lines that you have given me, they've fallen in pleasant places. You know, so often we think of, or if we're not careful, we can think of our relationship with God as a, here's what you need to do, and here's what you don't need to do. And so here's the line. Like it's this real rigid thing. You know, here's the line. You don't want to cross this line. If you do, there's consequences to pay. David's writing this, and I can promise you he's probably thinking about those times that he decided to live outside the boundary lines. And you know what he realized? That wasn't very pleasant. You know, David did some things that he really shouldn't have, right? And he's not saying, oh, I'm so gl glad, God, that you have all these rules and that you've instructed me to do this or that. He's like, no, you've kind of set out those boundary lines for me so that I could live a full life. And every once in a while, I chose to go outside of them, and I'm not doing that anymore. I'm going to choose to live within those boundaries, because surely I have a delightful inheritance. Because I know that that is where I receive your goodness, your joy, your hope, your peace. That's where I find all of that, within those boundary lines. It says, I will praise the Lord who counsels me. Even at night, my heart instructs me. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. Right? So he's starting to acknowledge. Now, he's not even mentioning the safety issue. Now he's seeing that I'm going to praise the Lord who's with me even at night. My heart instructs me because he has put his whole focus on God. And that, that phrase, even at night, is really interesting because it, it can be that God, he's recognizing God is just with him all the time. So even whenever he sleeps, he's kind of sleeping in the presence of God. That's part of it. But also, that phrase is nearly always associated with difficult times of life. Darkness is always associated with those, those times of life where we are not safe. But here's what he's saying is, even at night, you instruct me. Even at night, you comfort me. And I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body also will rest secure because you will not abandon me to the grave, nor will you let your Holy One see decay. You have made known to me the path of life. You will fill me with your joy and presence with eternal pleasures at your right hand. You have made known to me the path of life. You know, we spend a lot of time wondering, how do we live in this life? What's the path that God has for me? Well, guess what? Whenever we start living in, those, in the, the boundaries of, that he's set for us, we start to see the path. And the path is not going to be straight. It's going to be very winding. It's going to go up and it's going to go down. But yet God has set that path for us. And even in the midst of that path, that he will fill, fill us with his joy, fill us with the eternal pleasures of his right hand. 
So we go from the very beginning of the, uh, of the psalm that he's crying out, keep, keep me safe, O God, for in you I take refuge. To the end of the psalm where he's saying, you've made known to me the path of life, and now I am filled with joy. It's important to remember, nothing has changed in his circumstances. Whatever it was that was causing him to cry out to God, to say, keep me safe, O God, it's still there. But yet his whole perspective has changed. And it's because he was able to pour out what was on his heart. And he poured it out to God, and God was able to bring him back to himself and to remind him, no, I am with you. I am the answer that you seek. We live in a society that wants to pour out emotion. But where are we pouring that emotion to? I would encourage you, start reading through some of the Psalms. Allowing God to speak to you through them. We're going to listen to to a song that I found that actually, uh, it, it basically sings portions of Psalm 16. And I want you to just allow God to speak to you. What are the truths in this psalm that he's really pushing in your heart today? What is he pushing at you that you need to apply to your life? Do you need to apply to start thinking about where those boundaries are? Are you getting too close to the boundaries? Maybe you're just in a very dark time and your heart is is at night. And you just need to know that God is present with you. God speaks to us through his word. And he speaks to us through the Psalms. And so I just want to encourage you just to listen. You can listen to the song. But more importantly, just listen to God. Allow him to speak to you uh, through these words. Let's play the video. Preserve me, O God, for I find rest in you alone. I say to the Lord, you are my Lord, I have no good apart from you. All sons and daughters.
out to God and you seek refuge in him you find the fullness of joy you realize that he is the one who is with you who is walking by your side that he is the one who is present with you and you find joy and there are eternal pleasures in that I want to encourage you not to be discouraged and overwhelmed by all the emotional outbursts that we see all around us. Pour out your heart to God. Those emotions that well up in you, maybe those emotions that come in a time of mourning, those emotions that come out of frustration for just seeing what's going on in the world, right? Those emotions that rise up whenever you're seeking justice. Those emotions that so often, if we're not careful, can lead us to very dark places. Pour those out to God and allow him to draw you back to himself. That's what the Psalms do. Is they, we pour out our emotion and rather than God just kind of letting us go, and letting our emotions carry us, he gives us truth that pulls those emotions back to him. We're going to end by singing today a song, Open Up the Heavens. And it talks about opening up the floodgates. It's a mighty river that we recognize. <laughs> we recognize that we are emotional beings. And we need to pour that out. But it needs to be poured out in healthy places. It needs to be poured out to God because then he will turn us back to him. Let's pray as we conclude in worship. Dear God, we thank you so much for just what a wonderful God you are. 
We thank you that you have created us to be emotional beings that we can pour our heart out to you. But Lord, I pray that we will do that, that we will direct our emotions to you so that you can pull us back and turn our focus back to you. Lord, and we just pray that you will open up the heavens, open up the floodgates in our life so that we feel your presence each and every day, even while we sleep. Lord, we thank you that you are a God who opens up the floodgates and who points us back to you. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen. Thank you for listening to Journey Elgin. Come check us out. We are located at 1221 North Avenue C, Elgin, Texas, 78621. You can contact us at www.journeyelgin.org or call us at 512-661-8411. That's 512-661-8411. We hope to see you soon and may God bless you.